0: just somewhere where I could be, where it would be, you know, legitimate for me to be at, where I had good signal, but also, like, I could get as whatever as I needed to be. So I was like, I need to be somewhere
1: quiet, isolated, (laughs) all that good stuff, so. all right, guys, we are live, i go ahead and fade out this music for us, but welcome back to Now That's Debatable. Got a clash of worldviews going on today, with a guest star, Caleb Elliott, uh, and then our, my co-host, who recently changed their name to Tribule the Humanist, uh, is back finally. Their computer crashed right before uh, we jumped on. Uh, would you like to go ahead and plug uh, Relic Media real quick? Uh, and then Elliot will, or Caleb will let you take over and uh, you'll get first word and you can plug. Uh, we also have a, a link tree. In the pin to the comment section in YouTube. Uh, it's in the description of the YouTube channel and it's out on our Facebook all simultaneously. So anything that uh, Caleb's currently working on, we'll have a link to. You can reach it through that. Uh, so we do appreciate you coming on. And in the meanwhile, uh, if you'd like, AAA, to go ahead and get our uh, Relic Media sponsorship kind of yeah. out there.
2: Yeah. If you've got a new podcast that so you just. I'm just trying to get started up, and you want some more views, hit up Relic Media. Uh, You can contact them directly, or you can hit up me or Facade, and we'll direct you to the uh, appropriate people. Come join the family.
1: Perfect. And I'm just getting uh, these things tidied up since we just changed around the settings, and uh, AAA had to kind of jump out and jump back in. Uh, So with that in mind, uh, our faces should be up on the screen in like two seconds. And, uh, Caleb, if you'd like to kind of take it away, kind of give your perspective or worldview, or if you want, we can just kind of have an open conversation about it. We're pretty open.
0: Okay. Oh, so I'm starting. All right, great.
1: Yeah, uh, if well, you wanted yeah, to, yeah, you can, if you want, okay. you can also get your pl- a plug in if you'd like to say anything about yourself, or just kind of who you are, and, uh, we'll okay. go from there.
0: All right. So, greetings. What's up? Well, on, everybody. Uh, my name is Caleb, uh, Caleb Elliot, I guess, legally, uh, I guess by uh, moniker or uh, AKA I would go by Caleb is art. Um, I, uh, I am a history slash government uh, major, um, teaching education major as well. Uh, work with students in school and in church. Um, also, as I said, the alias is Caleb is art. So I also have like a YouTube that I work with sometimes and I have a couple of music pages um, and the link tree is listed um in this section there and um i'm just thankful for the opportunity to be here and hopefully i can bare minimum at least learn if not uh impart something at least learn so i thank you guys for the opportunity to be here today thank you
2: cool cool sure well um i i was going to just give you my thoughts and okay. let, let you see what, um, just see what your thoughts on my thoughts were. So okay. hey, I'm, I'm just gonna be like, like Frank. Right. Okay. I, so like, I think like the, the Christian ethical system, I, I just think it sucks. I think it's, it's just awful. Right. So, oh. Yeah. So, so for, for me, it's like when, when people, when we discuss morality, not just I, but just most, most people in general, when they're talking about morality, what they're talking about is well-being. For for instance, let's say if I were to say, like you're wearing a black jacket right now, right? And I said, What if I said that your black jacket, you're wearing that jacket and that's immoral, right? Okay. You, what you will be looking for as proof for me to, to show that you're wearing that jacket is immoral, you would want me to offer some sort of demonstration that it's affecting somebody's well-being in a negative way, like it's causing some sort of harm. If I okay. couldn't, if I couldn't demonstrate that then you wouldn't you would say well i didn't prove that it was moral i mean that i, I didn't prove that it was immoral because it's not harming anyone so when people say something's immoral they're literally just saying that it is harming well-being and and they're describing the same phenomena with well-being and morality just with two different words that's that, that that's the way that i see it uh, you can use another example, for instance, like like my um, uh, my daughter, right? The she's she's thirsty. I'll give her water, not battery acid, right? The the reason why it would be immoral to give her battery acid is because of the the consequences that battery acid has on her well-being. But if let's say she had some sort of weird physiology where battery acid was um, very uh, essential for her health then it wouldn't be immoral because it doesn't harm her well-being. Matter of fact, you could even argue that it would be immoral to withhold it from her. So that, that is that is what, to me, that is what morals is. That's what the ethical system is, is the promotion of well-being. And when I look at the Bible and or the Quran or any religious system, but especially the Abrahamic religions, I, I, I see a system that, doesn't promote well-being. I, I don't even see a system at all. What I see is, my opinion, a a list of arbitrary shalls and shall nots. There are rules that some are tied to, the tied to well-being, and there's some aren't. Like you know, and for instance, like you know, looking through the Ten Commandments, like um, lying, murder, stuff is wrong. But then it, you can look at some other things that is permitted in the Bible. For instance, like slavery. Um, the, the punishment for a rape that it's, it's, uh, it's just egregious in my opinion. It's not tied in any way to well-being, and so th- that's why I think the system is wholly the the Christian system. Like I said, I don't, I don't think it's a system, but they just do the way the way the Bible goes about form um, goes about enforcing morality. I think it's wholly inadequate, and m- not only for the reasons I just stated, but also you it's very difficult to use the Bible to um, principles in it to extrapolate it to new problems. <laughs> for, uh, for instance, we had, we did a podcast on um, transgenderism uh, a few weeks ago and uh, Christians tend to uh, disagree on what, on what to do with the, the concept of transgenderism. The truth of the matter, the Bible is completely silent on the matter. Right. Because being transgender doesn't mean you're gay, which the Bible does condemn. And it's, it's, it's just identifying with a, a gender that, um, that doesn't correspond to your biological sex. So the Bible is completely silent on the matter. So look, those, those are those are my thoughts. So you obviously don't think Christian ethics suck. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to, um, tell, me, tell me why I'm wrong. I. Um,
0: trying to i try to go against the whole this is why you're wrong but i will i will display um from a from my best understanding of a biblical worldview um why those things uh may be applicable um first and foremost one of the things i noticed that you said i was trying to take notes but i didn't know if it was going to come over and i was trying to mute myself because i was trying to just respond and listen at the same time yeah and one of the things you said was um he gave the example, you know, the, obviously the hypothetical example, I understand it's metaphorical. So I'm not going to be like, Oh, you would feed your daughter battery acid. I'm not going to walk <laughs> away saying that. I know sometimes in conversations about Christian ethics, when you do have, uh, Christians versus like non-Christians in a conversation, the Christian makes it a tangent. And I'm like, dude, that's not what he meant. It was metaphorical." <laughs> yeah. clearly you don't listen to rap music, you know, right. <laughs> um, but, but in, in the food option, in the food option, mm-hmm. um, you talked about morals and, um, Jesus actually makes mention of that, um, if you've heard the scripture, he goes, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask, um, ask him. Right. And the reference point for that was Jesus was making us telling a story about basically about salvation. And before that he prefaces it with, um, he says, uh, how many of you fathers, if your child were to ask for a piece of bread, would you give them a stone or, or ask for an egg? Would you give them a stone or if you ask for bread, would you give them a scorpion or, you know, or a fish? Would you give them a snake? Um, he goes, you wouldn't do that. He's like, obviously you wouldn't do that. And the thing that I like about that verse is Jesus says you then being evil. Right. Mm-hmm. So that he, he ascribes something good. Right. Like a good person and a good action that you would assume a normative Father to do who has like a system of for lack of a better word ethics and morals, he ascribes that with quote unquote evil, right? And so you also mentioned some of the things in the Old Testament. I I can't, I would, I would agree with you in saying that if the biblical system wasn't based upon um the idea of salvation, Mm -hmm. then the biblical system is indeed flawed you know like i've had these conversations even internally myself as a christian like what is stopping me right now from getting in the car going down the street like going to this location right here meeting these types of people doing these types of things besides the actual parameters of the law and when i think about it it's well i'm considering my uh my for lack of a better word salvation not that i believe that it could be taken away or extracted because I get, you know, one petty lie here or one, you know, TV show there, whatever. But because I am, I am bound to my idea of what the Bible says is salvation. And so for, for the Bible, from the biblical perspective, the morality is based off of the concept of, of, of salvation. And so really it goes back to, the the bible code itself right and so when god gave the law to the children of israel the 10 commandments the torah the tanakh all that stuff when he gave it to them it was a code of ethics because they were basically saying he said i want to have relationship with you right and the children of israel said whoa this and once again this is based off of a biblical worldview but really. he says whoa this this deity this 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 God, it, he wants something. He's more powerful than we want. And we can't communicate with him. We're going to try to ascribe our own way of righteousness. Right. And as soon as they say we're going to ascribe our own way of righteousness, Yahweh, the most high God goes, Oh, if you want to ascribe your own way of righteousness, let me show you how impossible it is to be perfect. In fact, Jesus echoes this in the new Testament and he tells the disciples, he says, if you're, if you're, if goodness, does it reach the level of X. He first of all, he calls the Pharisees and Sadducees evil. He calls the people that are in control of the religious law. He calls them evil, right? But then so, he flips this.
2: I, I wanted to because you had said um, that the the moral system that um, that humans would create it wouldn't be perfect. Like you wouldn't reach right. perfection. Like I mean, right. but like that's not the standard I, I'm looking for. Like I, right, but yeah. So like, I mean, look, I, I just just. Just a reasonable system of of morals that can actually improve upon time, and a- also that you there's principles you can extrapolate that uh, to apply to new problems. And right, I, I think secular humanism offers that. Oh, I I but I Uh huh. But I
0: would I would I would like I said, like from a um like I always have this dichotomy about this but that you know, mm-hmm. and I do believe that if 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 if, so really it comes down to it i don't really think that you can argue secular humanism without arguing or versus christianity without saying this idea of eternity right versus Mm -hmm. like a permanent a permanent um here today gone tomorrow if i say i'm here today and i'm gone tomorrow and that's it then secular humanism does make a lot of sense right? And then we have to decide whose rules are whose. So it's like, if I can decide as a human, if you and I can sit down, because I believe like me and not, you and I, we've had discourses and I've observed mm-hmm. some of the things you said via Facebook and from your understanding of the constitution and stuff like that, like from a constitutional perspective, I agree with you, For example, uh, same-sex marriage, right? From a constitutional perspective. And this is me saying this as a Christian coming from a very, conservative viewpoint of the bible as a christian when i look at the constitution there is nothing in the constitution that tells me that i should come up to somebody who is in a consensual adult same-sex marriage and say hey you can't do that because the constitution right because like you said they're not hurting anybody mm-hmm. but if i say and so if somebody is in the same-sex relationship if somebody's watching this and they're in a same-sex relationship or they're um, in a same-sex marriage, right? I am not going to, as a human, under the United States Constitution, try to infringe upon their right to consensually do what two adults are consensually doing. Mm-hmm. So, because that is... I believe that the Constitution of the United States, as super flawed as it is with the super flawed... How about... Of the writers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I was going to say, how, how about this? So like, so you had mentioned two gay people getting married. So, like... Right. Now, the, now the Bible it doesn't mention marriage, but it it does talk about, uh, gay sex. Right. Right. So, okay. So, uh, one man wants to sleep with another, uh, right. Like now you believe that you would say that's wrong, right. As a Christian. Right. And I would say, and why is that wrong?
0: Okay. So the reason why that's wrong. And so from the, like like I said, and I'm not, I'm, when I say from the biblical perspective, I'm not, um, like trying to make a, a caveat for like, oh, I believe this, but I'm not backing up on that. But what I'm saying is from a biblical, and I've had this conversation with one of, my, one of my coworkers who is an atheist, who is like extreme, like Democrat, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Beto supporter, all that. And I said, if a student, if a, if, a, if a person comes up to me and they're like, I'm gay and I have same sex relationships in the work frame that has nothing to do with me, but I said, if somebody tells me that they confess Christ, right. And mm-hmm. they say they want to continue in that relationship. I biblically, as a brother in Christ, am obligated to have the same response to them as I would have a response gotcha. to a man who is like having sex outside of marriage with just multiple women, which in our normative society, and even in quote unquote red pill, red Christianity, they're like, oh, this person who is gay is this horrible person but this person who's a man who has multiple baby mamas he's okay because he's not gay but biblically speaking both of those things are not okay and so what i'm saying is from the biblical standpoint if somebody says i confess christ as my savior right then they are obligating themselves to the to the heavenly constitution for lack but, of a better word of okay of but
2: sure but but like like god's rules apply to like everybody right whether you're christian or not like so because god was still they concerned. do okay so what i'm asking like why is it so what, when, you, when you say something sinful like it, right you're roughly saying the same thing as it's immoral right mm-hmm. okay so what's two what's immoral about two men having sex so what would be that is the fact that
0: once again it goes back to the order of creation right so if i don't believe in a god and i don't believe in the order of creation then it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter and like i said then it puts my life frame in you know birth and death and that's it but when i look at the bible and i always i was going to come into this conversation a different way Mm -hmm. um and the way i was going to come into it was well one of the things i always do when i look at the bible the validity of bible blah 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 is i look at the historical existence because like I'm not one of those feelings and what you know, like yeah, I believe I, guess, in yeah. I believe in the spiritual stuff. Like I see it, I believe in it, I practice it. But my my I left I left church um as a high schooler. And I didn't come back till probably like right before my freshman year of college. So um even though I grew up in a Christian, strong Christian household, I le- and one of the reasons why I came back was because I could historically validate the existence of this man of from nazareth jesus christ and once i begin to evaluate his claims i said okay these are the claims that jesus christ is a scribe of doing this mm-hmm. is what the historical narratives outside the bible say but, about let
2: what if i grant that like i grant right. there's a god and everything all yeah. right okay it's
1: two men having sex
2: right well, okay. so, so how about somebody in the comments they, they can i ask like... a
1: couple quick questions just to fire off just because I I'm yeah sure on it. Yeah. Uh, i think just like two or three yes or no questions and then i'll i think we can get to that comment which is where i believe triple a was going uh because that was going to be my third question but just one do you think the bible is inerrant do i think the bible is inerrant i believe that the bible is inspired specifically in its original
0: languages so the original languages in which the bible was so hebrew greek and
1: aramaic
0: hebrew greek aramaic yes um i do do, think it's infallible I believe that is infallible in its original text. I do believe that the writers of the Bible um, for, you know, whatever reasons have had things that have maybe changed in context in language or in context of vernacular, but not in context of the actual message that's given.
1: Okay. So So uh, I don't
0: think it, I believe it.
1: Okay. Gotcha. That's fair enough. Uh, You can, if you prefer to use the term believe, but my, my question would then be, how did you determine what, text to choose as the bible because for instance like the dead sea scrolls or the book of josephus the book of maccabees etc they were they were kind of voted upon uh so my question is like even though they were written in the original languages well okay yeah that's a good question so um a lot
0: of times we hear um and i'm I'm gonna come back to whatever the original conversation
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure he, he's prepared to talk about that. But, but.
0: Oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Right. I'm, I'm I'm gully. And if I mess up, God forgive me, and hopefully okay. I, I do the right thing. All right, because I
2: told good, you though. it's about ethics. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, <laughs> so you may not. All right. No, no, I, I, for, I mean, I, essentially, the, the reason I ask if it's just for clarification purposes is that if you're getting your ethics from this book, I'm curious why you chose this book and specifically why you chose certain portions of this book and not others because – That's where I'm going to lead into the third question, which basically is in the comments already, which says, why is murder wrong? Like, why is it wrong to murder someone else? So essentially, my question is, if the books are the reason or the the where you get your ethics from, right, then specifically, like, I'd I'd wager you'd point to something like Exodus chapter 20, the Ten Commandments, to say that murder is wrong. But then literally in thousands of other places throughout the whole testament yeah yeah there's there's, there's gonna cases be god commanding people to murder so right so here's here
2: i could tell you like my, my problem so this is the root of my problem because with All christian right. ethics it seems to be subjective right so because like objective means yes yeah, mind independent like this is the case regardless of your opinion on it right and so when we talk about when we look at secular humanism murder right. is objectively wrong because it harms well-being There's right like when we if I kill you, there is no you. There's no being. So it's gonna harm well-being. That is objectively the case. It doesn't it doesn't matter anybody's opinion on it. If I kill you, you're dead. But with Christian ethics, if we're just basing it on a mind of God, then it's wrong because God just doesn't like that thing. That's that is the definition of subjectivity. Okay. So So, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: No, you're good. I, I don't want to jump over you because these are good questions. I love these okay. questions, man. For real, for real. Like, I, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not worried about it at all. I'm trying to stay professional, but if I slip into like my normal vernacular, then that means I'm all, really excited. All, all good,
2: man. So, all right, yeah. cool. All right, so,
0: um, so um, the idea, so once again, so going back and then, or forward and then back or back and then forward, I don't know whatever timeline you're looking at. So you've got, we've got the, the uh I believe it's the canon of 217. A lot of people always like talk about like Nicene Council and like all this other stuff. But the old testament scripts, which we see echoed in the Dead Sea Scrolls, pretty much verbatim, um, were decided on by the the uh the Jewish councils, um, in both the Greek and the Hebrew text. So the Greek text would be the Septuagint, uh, and the Hebrew text would be obviously the Tanakh. Those were already decided, pretty much foundational. Before the time of, uh, before slash during the time of Jesus Christ. So now we have the New Testament text, right? The New Testament text. I know a lot of people talk about the Council of Nicaea and blah, blah, blah. And I do agree that the Council of Nicaea did alter things philosophically for the church. But what I would not argue is that the Council of Nicaea changed things biblically for the church because the original structure of the uh, New Testament text were pretty much solidified um by around 217 in the council, I think it's the council of 217. That's when they, everything was pretty much solidified. So you've got the Old Testament text, which is validated by the Septuagint, the Tanakh, and the um and the Dead Sea Scrolls found in by the Essenes, who we were very, very stout people. Um, and so then we have the we have the record of Jesus. And so what I was saying was the record of Jesus contends for Jesus as an actual person and if Jesus is an actual person we have the death, burial, and the resurrection and then it's like well we have the death and the burial Where's the leaving with the resurrection so if the resurrection is true now I'm going back to the rest of the text because it's the only um, Jesus is the only religious person that not only says I have a way but he specifically says in the gospels I am the way the truth and the life right so with that now I'm going back to the Old Testament well why did yahweh the most high whatever you want to call him why did he establish these rules in the old testament well the reason why he established these rules in the old testament is kind of laid out in genesis chapter um one where he says male and he said he created them in his image male and female created he them so humanity as you said the objective nature of the subjective nature is that humanity has its image is supposed to be the image bearers of God. They, you may have heard the Greek term, Deo, right? Mm-hmm. So we're all supposed, we're supposed to all be, um, we're supposed to be all image bearers. Now, because of the idea of sin, right, we are now faulty image bearers, which is why we need Jesus who is cool. the ultimate image cool. bearer to bring it back.
2: So then when we talk about sin, right, so we're just talking, now, we're, now again, we're talking about morality. Like we're using right. different words, but we're saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. So,
2: you. so like, so, so let's say I kill facade. Right. right, that's for from your view. That's wrong because God doesn't like it, right? No,
0: it's wrong because, as you have stated yourself, it's wrong because you have deleted the purpose of an image bearer. So even okay, we we about are all, where we God are, commands so,
1: people to murder others.
0: Okay, great, great thing. All right, so first of all, um, in the Old Testament, the idea of murder in the Old Testament is this idea, and it's like this, almost like this idea of like, um, a, I hate using this, but it is what it is. And it, you can slight me for it later. It's almost equivalent to saying there is a repurposement of the thing. The reason why we have that is because the people that God sends the Israelites into, these people are, they're, sacri- they're sacrificing babies into um, they're sacrificing babies to Kimosh and to Marduk and they're sac- they're killing these babies and they're engaging in these uh, lascivious practices that Jesus or not Jesus. Yahweh is saying. Are, well, don't you
2: think God's answer is like kind of strange, like to stop you from sacrificing babies? I'm going to murder everybody. So. Right.
0: So. And, and so we, we see that. But we also see that in the Old Testament, even in the Old Testament, we see examples of people that were not quote unquote Israelites that are allowed to be grafted into, into the body. Right. And so we see that as like this consistent thing and it's kind of like, and it doesn't make it, it it was kind of like the, the Bible even says in the new Testament that he winked at, that God winks at their ignorance. Right. He Mm -hmm. was like, you guys were ignorant in what you were doing, but until I could bring my perfection, which would be the body of the man, Christ Jesus, I couldn't do what I needed. Excuse me. I couldn't do what I needed to do, um, in this process. So we have the the Israelites, and a lot of things in the Old Testament were really just like God saying, because you guys are flawed in your understanding of who I am, I have to have you uh, do certain things.
2: So,
1: so, so a, how a, about a this? Quick things. To can, okay. I, I yeah, find yeah. Out one thing for sure is that you said uh, consistency. And that's something I find probably the most flawed of pretty much anything you've said so far, because it seems that God picks and chooses at a whim. Uh, I mean, literally, starting from Genesis chapter 1, where you have, uh, going all the way into chapter 3, where you have Cain and Abel, God says that Cain's sacrifice a fruit, which is given he was a farmer, was the best that he had, yeah. but Abel's was, wasn't sufficient, or in Jacob and Esau, Jacob that I love, but Esau I hated, or I chose to yeah. harden Pharaoh's heart. So, I mean, it seems that God's kind of picking and choosing, and, I mean, although I would grant you that if the god exists and he is all powerful he can do whatever he wants but it doesn't seem like we're right. playing by a consistent moral standpoint it seems like we're just doing whatever the guy with the most power says which is kind of like a government or a you know a gang or a crime syndicate because they have the most yeah. power and if you don't then he's going to punish you by quite literally putting you in hell so what's the difference in god and somebody that's a crime syndicate Okay. So
0: that's a good point. So first and foremost, we have to understand once again that we, so if you submit to the idea that you are created in the image of God, so really the whole concept of sin versus immorality is like the idea of am I am I admitting that I am made in the image of God and so on and so forth. All right. So, um, Adam and, uh, what were the examples? Oh, Cain and Abel. Cain, Cain okay, and Abel, so Cain, Pharaoh, Cain and Abel, okay.
1: I, mean, I could go on. So, There's like, yeah, no, eight, no, no, like no, 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 flood. To, yeah.
0: <laughs> so let me, so let me explain. So Cain and Abel, right? Um, they offered a sacrifice. Now, if you don't understand the text, it it's just like it does seem like I was just like, yo, like my dude offered up a mango and God struck him dead. Like that's kind of trippy. But if you go back to Genesis chapter one and two, you see that when Adam and Eve sinned, aka when they ate of the fruit, when they violated the covenant that they had with God, God said, "All right," and they said, "We're naked," and so He covered them up right? When he covered them up, an animal, an animal was killed to cover them up, right? The Bible says in both the Old Testament and New Testament that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. The shedding of blood refers to animal sacrifices in the Old Testament, but in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, it tells us that the sacrificing of bulls and goats was not sufficient enough, which is why God manifested himself in the body of the man Christ Jesus and died on the cross for our sins. So when, when, when Cain does that, it was almost as if to say, "I know what you want, but I'm not going to do it." Right? I mean, we King also about, a far,
1: farmer. He was okay. he was told so, by God to tend he, the land, right? He, what, and his brother Abel was given he, the, the flocks he, of the fields to look over. Like God even commanded him to do those he, things. And Jesus, this chapter is true.
0: This this is true. But so it, comes it seems with, like God is doing with, what he wants. It comes with both that. It comes with both. He knew, but he knew what the expectation was. Right? It's like this. If I have, if I have a, um, say I, I have a car, right. And there's something wrong with the car and it doesn't pass inspection, but I have the best that I have. So I'm giving the best that I have, but the government has an expectation of something that's higher. So when we look through the old Testament, we consistently see records really what the old Testament is, is mankind God creating a standard saying, this is a standard and mankind trying to meet the standard on their own and being and ineffective in doing everybody. it well he doesn't kill everybody in fact in fact in fact we we have consistent examples of god offering consistent grace and mercy with the story of noah right we we always say noah the flood of 40 days but what we don't realize is the bible says that noah was a preacher of righteousness and he preached that the ending was coming the ark was big enough to fit whatever your worldview is the people that could have been on there. But when it's it's all said and done, after 120 years of Noah going around his known area and preaching, okay, hey, the flood is coming, nobody embraced that. So really what we have is God saying, hey, here's an exit slip, I'm going to do this. It's just similar to if a, a sure. father, yo, my fault.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna grant you all that. Like, so let's, let's yeah. say like, I'll I'll, I'll grant you all, like all, all of the things we were saying about, about that. And I want to bring like hone it back in on on that. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So like, so yeah. here's the, here's a problem with that I see with religious ethics that I don't see in secular ethics, right? It is secular ethics is self correcting. For instance, let's say um, a lot of people, for instance, they think like, for some reason, like Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin were like secular humanists, they weren't, right? But let's say let's say they were and they said, for some reason, like killing um, millions of people is in their best interest of our well being. We can actually investigate that claim. You say killing is actually good for people. Let's investigate. And we can right. we can show that it's not the case. Right? Here's the here's the difference. Let's let's flip it in and put let's say they were religious people claiming to hear from God. And I say God is telling me to murder all of these people, right? And and both Islamic and Christian texts, you you have the precedent for it. How do you determine that he's wrong? Because secular humanists can do that. We can just we can use science. We can just observe it, the, the the effects of it is measurable. We can see that it that it uh, it, it it violates well being. How yeah. can you determine that this person isn't hearing from God?
0: Um. So once again, now what we have is we go back to the original text, right? And so when you say God, I say to me when you say God, I hear Yahweh, aka God of flesh in the flesh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the bible tells me in galatians that if man if this if a myself paul the apostle paul speaking or an angel preach any other doctrine let it be a curse so the writings of paul and the writings of i think you say
2: you're not going back far enough no 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 no, no, i'm I'm rocking with you
0: i'm going somewhere so what i'm saying is in these in these two documents right as Mm -hmm. as a christian as a christian in these two documents now i know that anything else added to these texts or anything that somebody else claims that doesn't line up with the new covenant, aka the gospel of Jesus Christ, which tells me to love my neighbor and to do good to the fact of Jesus saying, saying, if, if you even think about hating somebody, like if I even leave this mm-hmm. podcast with hating my heart towards y'all. Like Jesus is saying, you are as guilty as someone who has actually like a try to attempt to murder. So with that in mind, if somebody comes up to me is like, "Yo, God told me that because of what went wrong on the podcast, like I gotta go take these dudes out." I'm gonna be like, "God didn't tell you that because I know from God's word, right, that I'm supposed to love my enemies and I'm supposed to do good to those." That sure.
2: persecute me so you so, can you can say that but what i'm asking right. is how you can demonstrate because if a secular like for 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 instance if another secular humanist say that like killing people is good for well being like right. i i can i can not only just verbalize my disagreement i can demonstrate it right right so right. you're showing how you can just verbalize you can say you're wrong because it doesn't line up with the bible what i'm asking is how can you demonstrate it because you're saying you heard from god god talked to you through the book Another person, right. saying, God talked to me, he verbalized it. or through another book. What I'm saying is, like, God never comes down and sort, sort it out, right? So, well, well he did. How,
1: well, I mean, he didn't because um, people are still uh, murdering and then I mean, God,
2: yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Because there's there people, well, that I do, mean, really
1: agree. Like, so, so, if, if, so I, if
2: I wrote a how about this, like, like, if for instance, like, if I wrote a book, if I was God right and I wrote a book for a list list of instructions people were misinterpreting it and then it was also books floating around that I didn't write like I could just come down and just say hey this is the right one this is what I want you to do right secular humanists can literally do demonstrate that with well-being right and I'm asking how can Christians do that okay so first
0: and foremost earlier earlier fantastic facade said well God seems really arbitrary blah, blah blah he seems like this controlling person but now you're saying we want this God figure to come down and be like, hey, this is
1: the only way. Well, to no, do no, no, I mean, no, right? no, 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 no. That's, that's not what I'm of asking for. Correcting it, it would so, be better. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like, for, yeah, it would give you a better chance of having a, a but, standard. But, yeah, but, yeah. but, but would you, you still do it? <laughs> no, but so what, like, see, it's, exactly. It's not okay, what you want. No, it's not what I want because it's still arbitrary to the person with the biggest guns. Yeah, so like, that's that's all it is. Like, if God says, go out and kill people, would you say, I need to go out and kill know, people? No, I wouldn't. I would say what, that why? wasn't but God. Why? God now is, you're just saying it's oh, not God. But what if God Himself appeared to you and said, "I want you to go and kill people"? Would you kill people? It wouldn't. It wouldn't be God. Why? He did well, it in the Old so, Testament. Because, he did it throughout, like numerous because, times in the Old Testament, and you say he, that's Him. Right? Because
0: w- once, once again, once again, we have the contextualization of the text, right? So we have God in John chapter one verse one it says, "In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. The, was God, the, was God, the same was the beginning with God." So it's saying that God takes himself manifests himself in the body of the man christ jesus so everything that i'm supposed to follow and the apostle paul says follow me as i follow christ right so this is just talking from a spiritual concept not necessarily the the legal concept um that we're trying to get back to but from the spiritual concept jesus says or paul says follow me as i follow christ So i'm following christ right so if i'm following christ then i'm not going to do things that are anti-christ aka hurting uh like, committing adultery, hurting somebody, all these things, and all these things upset the order. For example, adultery, right? Like you could argue if somebody has sex with somebody else, male, female, with male or female, it doesn't really matter, right? Because they're just doing what they do. But now what we have is we have a break in the order, right? Because if we say, oh, this this family structure, even if we say that a family structure isn't a necessity, right? We even say like one husband, one wife, children, isn't it a, uh uh a, a needed structure we're now saying that because i have committed adultery that i haven't inflicted some sort of pain on one of those other oh, two oh yeah
2: I, I would agree yes i mean like i mean i think yeah. most humanists would say like adultery is wrong I mean, like, yeah so but the question is, is awesome. the question is with but,
0: secular humanism the question is with secular humanism is is now we don't have with secular humanism we can say oh i look to science right or i look to nature but what do we do with societies that even an Old Testament Canaanite society that says that it is okay to take my baby and put my baby in a cool. fire for for my God. Like, so what do we do with those societies? Because they say we can that They have a standard of excellence, and that's their standard of excellence. So, what as a humanist, what would you say you do with those societies?
2: So we could we could show how that is not good for well being. We can show how putting a child in fire is is demonstrably like going to harm them. And if, if you okay. care about if you care about well-being and it's just innate in us, it's just written into a biology through evolutionary history to care about well-being. So most people do. And this is this. This is why is is I think it's superior to Christianity, because not everybody's going to care about what the Bible thinks or care about what God thinks. But everybody is going to care about their well-being. So appealing to this is is going to be beneficial. Like, like you, for instance, like every all of us here care about well-being. All right? Right. But not all of us care about what the Bible thinks. So well-being. Yeah. So well-being is is like therefore, uh, uh, if it was just a society of, of us three people, well-being will be secular humanism will be a superior moral system than Christian ethics. I I, I was gonna ask this. So so let's say we're back in biblical times, right? And God has, okay. God came out. He's like, I'm gonna wipe out this entire country, which he did several times, right? And I right, I'm I'm there, the secular humanist. I'm like, hey, this is wrong. This violates well-being, right? This is not good for them, right? Now, from your view, murdering them would be wrong. And I would be the, the bad guy that's saying, hey, we shouldn't murder people. We shouldn't kill these um, people in this country, right? Okay,
0: so we have an example of that in, um, in the Old Testament. We have an example of that in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, God comes down to Abraham. And he's like, yo, Sodom and Gomorrah, they're tripping. I'm about to destroy the whole junk. And Abraham petitions to God, Abraham as a quote unquote righteous man petitions to God. And he goes, hey, um, what if there's a hundred righteous people? You're a, you're a loving God. You're a righteous God. What if there's a hundred le- righteous people in there? And God's like, for a hundred people, I won't do it. He's like, it's probably not a hundred people. What about 50 people? And God's like, for 50 people, I won't do it. He's like, there's probably not 50 people in that city. Yeah. What about it's 20 people? And so, and so what happens is, is God listens to him all the way down right and mm-hmm. so what we see is there seems to be some indication of God consistently even in the Old Testament he demonstrates like I said Noah Noah was out for a hundred plus years preaching to people he was a people were able to hear hey something bad is going to happen if you don't for example the story of Jonah we always talk about Jonah and we could talk about whether it's a whale or fish whatever doesn't matter um he comes out of the he comes out of the the aquatic animal and God says I want you to go to Nineveh I told him that in 40 days, I'm going to blow this whole joint up, right? And so Jonah, he doesn't even go and tell the whole city. He He's arguably racist from the way you can understand the text. He's arguably racist. And he goes into the city a, a prophet that's racist. He goes into the city and he goes for one day. It's a three-day journey. He goes about a day and a half and he stops. And he's like, yo, God's going to blow this whole thing up. But when the people hear about it, they say, oh, snap. The Bible says that the king of Assyria all but, the way down to the, but you to know the what? dogs. They... So,
2: for my opinion, like, even if they didn't, like even if they they, yeah. uh, they they didn't repent, like to me, like I would say genocide would be wrong. Right. And so but you you would be saying that's right. And so what? what I'm, I'm trying would, to figure out why? Why would I be wrong for saying we shouldn't kill all these people? Can I ask a really good
1: historical it. question? You may not be familiar with it, but have you ever read the Epic of Gilgamesh? Yes. Okay. So a lot of people associate the Epic of Gilgamesh with democracy and how it came about. But at the end of the Epic of Gilgamesh, I don't know if you're familiar, but do you remember how revenge murder was solved?
0: Uh, I have never studied the epic of Gilgamesh aside from its parallels
1: to um, Okay in the end, so, so go ahead and I, I, go ahead and give me that I'm I'm going to give you that it's 100% fictional but it predates a lot of portions of the Bible and it mentions a, a god specifically it mentions a goddess by the name of Athena you're probably familiar with her it's what the city of Athens Greece is named after uh, but right. Athena, at the end of the epic of Gilgamesh, they were having this problem where people kept murdering each other. And what would happen is, like, I would go and murder someone that A knew, right? And he would go and murder somebody that I knew to get back at me for murdering them. And then I would go and kill somebody else that he knew for murdering the person that he just mur- – and, like, so you notice, like, it's just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? And Athena's right. like, we have to come up with a solution to this. So what she does is just wipes everybody's memory of all the murders that have happened, right? And that stops this chain of murder. How is that not better than killing everyone? Like for literally except okay. eight people on the ark. Like why why not wipe their memory or give them a new instruction? Or I mean, you're an all-powerful deity. Surely you can come up with something better than quite literally doing the thing that keeps them from being an image bearer, right? You said killing someone takes the way of their image bearer. Well, if that's the goal, of being a god right he's literally just murdering a bunch of image bearers every time he sends people in to the canaanites or the amalekites or a number of people that got murdered why not just boom now you don't remember any of this stuff you're gonna serve me because i'm an all-powerful god alternatively i'm just gonna murder you all right that's kind of like to me that's like the ultimate like parable of the, the bible it's like I was going to say to me that's, that's the, the ultimate parable of the bible god says i want you to do something and if you don't i'm going to kill you and he says it so much that he says not only am i going to kill you i'm going to take away i'm going to give you an eternity but i'm going to torture you for it so okay. to me yeah. like you just have this god that's just like well, instead of doing imagine. you know something that's just like oh you know what's better than murdering everybody here not murdering everybody here he just does that anyway, and then at the end, he just says, "Like we're gonna, in fact, impart upon you the worst punishment we can give you, which is hell itself." Yeah. So with the oh, trouble. Were you about to say something? Trouble. Were you about to say something? No, no I was just saying. Uh, I
2: don't yeah, know yeah. if you I forgot what the question was. But.
0: All right. So, um, so even with that, right? So once again, we there's or the, there's always to use the biblical cliche. There's always a way of escape, right? And you were arguing for Athena or whatever the um, Babylonian parallel of her was. You're arguing that a deity could just wipe their memory, right? No, I'm just saying well, like, that
1: to me, wiping their memory well, is better than murdering everyone. That's yeah, all. Yeah, I'm yeah, not saying yeah, that that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm just I mean, saying it, it, it solves the problem.
2: Yeah, I, it, mean, it, I don't even see why it, even do any of it. Like I, I, I like to know why was it even wrong with, with any of the stuff they were doing. yeah
1: okay i want to get back to ethics
2: here so it
0: goes so once again we have we have we have the idea of um we have the idea of the once again the idea of the image bear right you are not we as human beings are not sovereign enough if you subscribe to the idea and once again this goes to the subscription of the idea of a supreme deity which i do believe in obviously we as human beings are not supreme enough we don't have enough understanding outside of time and space to do what we do or to exact justice on people or take a life like even for me personally like i said coming from a more conservative christian background i look at the death penalty and i'm like yeah that person killed that person but i don't think we even as in america as sovereign humans or and or less or in a sovereign nation whatever that means have the uh, the ability or have the right to like take the life of somebody else, because even though they took a life, it's, it doesn't justify. I know we watch movies and we encourage that. If you look in the book of, I believe it's Numbers and Leviticus and Deuteronomy, okay, so
2: right there, right there. So, so like, uh, like we don't have the the right to take someone's life, but like God obviously does, right?
0: Okay, so the but idea why? is, so, okay, yeah, that's I don't a good know why. Question. Why can he All do? Right.
2: So, we, we'll once the right.
0: again, we go we go back to the idea of good versus evil, right? And so it's like, okay. This person, you know, like you, you, have a group of, like I said, I work with middle schoolers, um, both professionally and informally. So we sometimes we'll be like, "So and so is a good kid," right? Well, what does that mean, right? Because our my good in one person's perspective is different objectively than somebody else's, or subjectively um, than somebody else's good, right? So there has to be a standard of good, and so God. Not only establishes this idea of good, but he establishes this idea of just, right? And it's so
2: objective standard. Right? And so, but if you, he's you disagree God, that it's objective,
0: if he's God, then it is his standard.
2: See what I'm saying? So but sure. really he's right? a really so, powerful, he's a really powerful guy with an opinion.
0: He's a really powerful guy with an idea of legitimate good and legitimate evil, right? And so, so uh, and so you, if you, when you say legitimate so,
2: are you saying ob- it's objectively good
0: oh no i mean like he sees good and evil and he's like this okay. is good and this is evil so, but and then, even I, and even in there's different I, texts you know where where like for example um isaiah where, 46
1: where he says he created both
0: yes exactly but so because he so in the creating of evil in isaiah 46 that reference is actually in reference calamity. to uh, the calamity of yeah. really in reference to the fall of the, the devil, basically, right? And so when we talk about hell, even when we talk about hell, like eternal punishment, so the idea of hell, hell is not subscripted for humanity. Now we could say, well, mm-hmm. humanity, if hell is only for the devil and his angels and those that rock with him, then how come humanity has to go to it? Well, it's because God gave us free will because if God didn't give us free will, then we'd be robots, right? And then we'd be back to what you say about Oh, I mean, it just makes us do what we want to do. So so I'm gonna have you, you on you, to talk you, you, about free
1: will you, in general in the future, but just okay. a side note. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Also just relative, relative to ethics, so you say, yeah.
2: like, like, God allows us to do bad things so we can have free will. Yeah. So, because like, you, how about this? How about this? Like, in, in heaven, will we have free will?
0: In heaven, our will, because so the idea is that when you go to heaven mm-hmm. from a biblical Christian standpoint, is that you have gone through the process of allowing Jesus. And the spirit of god to to sure. move through well, you to the point where you are literally can, in the in, in the image of that so you've already like I, now you have but like i feel like you've avoided
1: like, the question there I, yeah do you have, like, have, do you have free will in heaven
0: so you have free will but your will is going to be completely submitted to what god wants you to do so, because you've already been performed into the image of christ the bible says we will be like him so if we're like him sure. we're going to do what jesus does and if we do what jesus does then our will is already submitted our free will is already submitted to the will of God.
2: So, if but so, what else? The point I was going to try to make was that you could have free will without, you know, the ability to do do bad things.
0: Yeah, because that's the idea that you submit your free will to the will of God, right? And so, so
2: okay, but so, but you don't need you don't need the ability to like murder people and uh, harm people and stuff to for for free will. You can have free will without those things.
0: Yeah, you can just and I make like I said, I completely I completely agree with you, okay. but. Even, even this, like I said, I work with middle schoolers, both formally and, and professionally and, and professionally. And professionally, I see every single year, a degradation of like the standard of excellence as far as their interaction, right? And so when I go to them and I say, hey, you shouldn't bully somebody. For example, you shouldn't bully somebody because you think that they're, somebody called somebody a gender swapper the other day, right? Like, I'm like, hey, you shouldn't do that. Right. And they're like, well, why not? I think they're weird. Right. And so now every single once we, and so I know that's like a super far out example, but they are eventually going to be the normative of society. And you see that happening more and more. So it's like, we have, we have to have, I, and so with secular humanism, it comes back to the idea of who decides what good is. And so cool. when we say, oh, when we that's say, a, well, that's yeah. a thing.
2: It, okay. So when we talk about who decides what good it is, like like it is objective. Like, like cause again, when I was talking about when I said earlier, when when I, when we talk about morality, we're talking about well-being, right? So so in an instant, right. like if if I were to take a brick and slap you in the head with the brick, it is objectively wrong because it's going to violate your well-being. You're not going to be better off after being slapped in the head with the brick. So it's not based on anyone's opinion. it, it is because of physics. It is because of reality. The effects, yeah. the consequences of slapping you in the head with the brick is going to harm you, regardless of anyone's opinion on it. So it is wrong. So so it's it's not like we have to decide this. The universe has already decided this for us. The problem is when we I don't see what adding God to it, I don't see how that helps morality at all. To me, it becomes problematic, especially when it goes around like killing people and doing things that we would. That average person will look at it and describe it as immoral, and we're saying it's good. It, it it becomes like just a like a hot mess. If, if we just we yeah, so like by
1: doing that, we're just catering to the person with the most power or the biggest, you know, like the biggest army, if you will, by leaving it and saying, God, "Hey,
2: you know he um, uh, ho- hold on, hey, hey, facade, hold on one second. Yeah, he is, is he lagging to you? Yeah, he, I thought
0: it was. I thought it was me. I yeah, thought it was you, me." You,
2: facade you're so like i didn't want
0: to i didn't want to say anything because normally whenever the lag happens it's me yeah so
2: it, it's, it's facade yep. okay gotcha yeah I man, so I, we, we don't know what you just said if you want to try fine, it again ahead, or wait ahead. till your internet comes back up now you go ahead but, okay so i i was yeah i, I was gonna say it it, it seems it like to me like just 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 leaving leaving a god out of it especially the abrahamic one out of it you just have a better system like like when you were talking about your your students i think it would be better to to, for your students to understand that uh stream is lagging yeah we know so i think it'd be better for the students to understand that if that their their consequence the, the their the actions that they take have consequences on people's well-being and you don't want your well-being to be harmed like matter of fact, all of our well-being is kind of tied together. When you suffer, I'll suffer as a result. Maybe not like maybe not at to the same degree, but our well-being is tied together, right? And so yeah. so and so I I think that's a much better system as opposed to saying, hey, this book says a thing, therefore don't do a thing, because when another person says, well, my book says this, now you have problems, because because yeah. like there's no one to step in to resolve it.
0: Yeah. And so, like I said, that, that, um, so when I say constitutionally, you know, it would make sense. And when, I, even when I work professionally, I don't come into it, like, obviously, I have a biblical worldview in my head, mm-hmm. but I don't speak a biblical worldview out of my mouth because that's how I'm supposed to be doing professionally.
2: Yeah. Well, sure. But yeah.
0: And, and so, so professionally, I would actually agree with you. And professionally, I would actually say, and I have said what you said. But I will also say that professionally, when you don't have a, a professionally, we have that same thing, right? Professionally, I got this kid who comes from a household where like, like the mom or the, or the mom and the dad or, and this mom and the stepdad are literally the mom and the baby daddy are literally like drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I got this kid who comes from a family where, uh, the mom and dad are, uh, military veterans retirees you know and i got this other family where like the the parents are like invested in like Kemet ideology and all that stuff and so all these three groups of people i can say the same thing to the same all three of them and then it comes back to well who says because my mom ain't say that like oh like my mom told me that if somebody says something called me out my name then i gotta walk across the classroom and and Molly Whopper, you know and what that's, I'm saying?
2: That's the thing. So, so with secular humanism, that is self-correcting, because we can actually demonstrate why, and uh, why acting that way isn't in the best interest of everybody's well-being. But if for, for me, this that when we talking about like um a kid saying, "I can do this because my mom says so," that that's that's really more analogous to like the religious example, because there is no there there is no demonstrable tied to well-being that I see it's just somebody says a thing therefore I can do the thing but with the kid we can actually show that and and people care about their well-being it's just a fact and since and I've never met anybody who doesn't care about the well-being but I know it's like I'm, several people
0: I'm I'm telling I'm telling you man we live in a crazy world we live in I'm not saying that to like just to yeah. take the wind from under you we live in a crazy world and I have seen things where people are literally like yo I don't care right? And the I don't cares are becoming more and more and more whatever. And so really, like if I could say from a non-Christian standpoint, if Mm -hmm. I could stop people at your idea of secular humanism, and at least professionally, like if we could get everybody in America who is not a true Christian, because there are people that are claiming Christianity that are obviously not doing what the Bible says and, um, and using it for racism and bigotry and all that other stuff um, and taking it out of context. But if I were to get somebody who were people who are not true Christians and I could get them to confide in your idea of secular humanism, we'd be good. But the problem is, is like, we can always change what it means. Like we don't have definitives. And so the thing about the Bible is the Bible. So how, how about, we, we, how about we do, if I whack
2: you in the head with a brick? Like, do, right. do you think like over time is the effects of that is going to change? Like, maybe in like eighty years or so, whacking you in the head with a brick will be good for you. It won't be good for me. Like, it'll it, it, it'll never be good. Like, if as long but if, that
0: doesn't. But but you could argue, right? If I come from like native, like let's take like indigenous groups or historical groups, right? Mm-hmm. We have people who would say, oh, well this is good for you you know i know you said that adolf hitler wasn't a secular humanist i i am well, like, not gonna argue I'm not, I'm not gonna argue with you with it i i've all my all my schooling of learning has always taught me that he was but let's take him out the picture let's say that he wasn't let's say that there was yeah, somebody who had the exact all right let's say we had somebody who had the exact same ideas yeah right? I, can,
2: I can grant you hitlers a, let's yeah. say he's a secular humanist go ahead but let's so
0: now, like I said, we always have some like it becomes really variable on what like if you hit me upside the back of the head with a brick, right? Mm. That that sucks for me, and now my family's upset, and now my family wants retribution,
2: right? Yes, Th- that's that's the thing. So that's what so it, we can show because like if if you if let's. Let's. I'll grant you Hitler's a sexual humanist, right? And he did all these right. terrible right. things. We. It is self-correcting because it is not based on anyone's opinion. It's based on the reality of the nature. If when we talk about morality, if we're talking about well-being, then killing people, murdering people, is not in the best interest of their well-being. That is literally just a fact. And so, right, you could, you could say he could say, "Well, um, um, a god told me that." Well, that maybe maybe not that that's that's up for debate but whether or not murdering them is in the best interest of the well-being that is definitely not the case and also so you so you have you have brought up another point you had said that um like you've you've met it's a crazy world you've met people who don't care about their well-being right if they don't care about their well-being then that that's a problem. It's a rare problem I've seen, but it's a problem that religion kinks off. Because there's a, a person who doesn't care about well-being. He doesn't care about the world around him, the people around him, and himself. What could God do for that? There's no way he okay. can fix that. So uh, you, well, you can't I, threaten them. So, so, send you to hell. So I don't care. So then, I don't care so, about well-being.
0: So then, so then the option is right. So the the thing about the what can God do? What, so now we are kind of crossing over from like the tangible to the untangible, right? And the untangible, whether you believe in God or not, whether you believe that, whatever, if you are actually subscribing to a biblical worldview from the New Testament onward saying, like, I'm trying to be more like Christ, right? Then now I can show this person, hey, I am showing you Christ-like love. And if you integrate yourself into this system, right, now you can be changed. And also we would argue from a biblical worldview standard, that the Spirit of God gives us the ability to influence the hearts and minds of people with the grace of God to want to be changed. And those people can be changed. So I have seen people
1: who What, what if God changes their mind? Huh? I said, what if God changes their mind?
0: What if God changes their mind? So yeah. the thing about that is in the New Testament, because I know you're trying to make reference to Pharaoh, God heart, and Pharaoh's heart. Nope. Okay. And then, okay. So in the New Testament, In the new testament first Thessalonians
1: chapter five
0: okay go go ahead and quote the verse for me please Uh,
1: i i i won't quote it from memory it's been a little while since i read it last but essentially uh where it says that uh god will send them a great delusion that they'll believe a lie okay so So, god's literally manipulating how people interact with others
0: that but that's 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 but hear me out on this one with that right it's literally saying the, the great delusion is literally being like okay you do whatever you want to do like i have drawn you as much as i possibly can for example if i'm working with students right and i keep trying to give them hey this is what i want you to do hey i'm giving you the answer key hey i'm giving you the study guide hey i'm giving you this i'm giving you that and they don't do it then when it comes time for the test and they're like hey i didn't do this i didn't do that but i'm gonna be good i'm like all right cool you're good on your own like i'm i i I, because i'm at that that point
1: the problem with that that you just said is that in the end, God, it says that he'll send them a great delusion so that they believe a lie, right? Yeah, There's no no point in that little scenario that you just gave in which you're intentionally misleading someone. So okay, you give them also, a study guide, and you teach them from the book, and you give them the answers, and you're not just randomly saying that Spain is a country in Africa. Like, you're not right. going to intentionally mislead them to believe a lie. God does yeah. that. So, like, right. how, how can I separate God from just a bully, or oh, from guy from just, like, intentionally lying to me. Like, my point is that, like, it seems no matter where you go with the God thing, it's just a guy with an opinion. And it doesn't matter if he's all-powerful or not. And it, I'll grant you that he's all-powerful. The fact right. of the matter is, I think what you're doing is saying that no matter what God does, it's good, right? Even if that it's, involves murdering other people. Because, because, because he's sovereign. It, it's, because it's God. So God yeah. can't, God can't commit mur- murder because so, of God.
2: Well, he said, because of, what does sovereignty have to do with morality? So he, 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 I, I just, can I say this? I assume that you're, you're not basing morality off of will-being. You're using. Like, oh, God, I,
0: I, God I himself. completely. So this is, this is what I, so in Paul, in the book of Romans, and I just looked at the clock, um, Paul, in the book of Romans, he said.
2: Before, that, do, do you have to go some?
0: uh yeah
2: okay like,
0: right, well, I got, like i got like i got like 10 minutes on the timer okay I got, like cool. 10 minutes on the timer. Ten
2: minutes on the timer so a 7 13. at 17 we'll give him the last word and yep. uh i'm down with
1: that so,
0: 100%. so so okay so paul let me let me read if i can go quickly as possible can so paul says in the book of romans that um there's this there's an idea that god is planted even in the gentiles about like this idea of morality so what you refer to as secular humanism a christian Theoretically, would say, "Well, your idea of secular humanism is really the the seed of what God has planted but in my the mind."
2: Seed, but say, my seed tells me that the thing that God God oftentimes did was wrong. So he so he planted a seed in me that tells me he's evil. No, it's he's literally a, contradiction. He, he he's planted
0: he he would plant a seed in you that would say, "Hey, there is a system of don't hit Caleb upside the back of the head with a brick, right?" But because of our sin nature, our sin nature says, "Well, if God allows me to hit Caleb upside the back of the head with a the brick, then obviously God must have some sort of vindictive nature, right?" Which comes from our sin nature because of Adam and Eve. Which you could argue, well, why did God allow Adam and Eve to eat the fruit? Um, in Thessalonians chapter two, verse eleven, um, it's really referring to the people that are in the church. That have given themselves over to the mystery of iniquity, aka the antichrist. So it's like they knew, like they were solidified in what they knew, and they decided to completely do the opposite anyway, and they aligned themselves intentionally with evil. I'm not and trying so to be were, rude, but
1: why does that matter? Huh? I'm it it matters. Rude, why does it matter?
0: Like God still,
1: God still. No, I'm. No, I get why you're responding to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just. I, I'm trying to pique your interest here on why does it matter. What reason God gives to kill a bunch of people? Like okay. I would say, so, and I think Triple A and both I would say that murdering a bunch of people is always wrong. So it right. doesn't matter what reason you give for that. It doesn't matter if you're Adolf Hitler. It doesn't matter if you're Mao Zedong. And it doesn't matter if your name is Yahweh. Murdering right. people is always wrong. Well, it matters
0: if your name is Yahweh because if you're Yahweh, then you are
1: this. So you're incapable authority. of committing wrong, right? So you if, he commands, well, if he commands you to go out and commit genocide because it's Yahweh, it's fine. No, he would but, and he did throughout the Old Testament. So my right, question is, new, like, where are you drawing the line? Like, is it just the New Testament? Are we just forgetting all right. the stuff that God did in the Old Testament? Because you quoted 1 John 1 earlier where you said, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was the beginning of the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was Jesus right. himself. If Jesus right. and God are one— then Jesus was the God of the Old Testament and is the God of the Old Testament, and he still did all of those things. So just because you're seeing a different nature in the New Testament, what I'm saying is that the God of the Old Testament still exists, and he still commanded a bunch of people to get murdered. He still caused natural disasters like a flood that murdered everyone but eight people. What gives God that right? If I say murder is wrong always, I'm not giving an exception to it. It doesn't matter whether it's Hitler or God doing it. Your God is just kind of going off on a whim. Where does he get to say, I can kill whoever I want?
0: All right. So um, there's a verse in the Bible that says that God doesn't take pleasure in the death of the wicked. Right? So even in the death of the wicked, he doesn't take pleasure in it. When we say good versus evil, and this is where we come to like the subjective versus the objective and all this stuff. When we say good versus evil, we have to decide, and this is what I was trying to say earlier, we have to decide what where is good and what is evil and where do we draw the line at like good versus evil if god gets rid of evil right um if we say we want god to get rid of all evil well does god have to get rid of all lying because technically speaking unless you're using lying to like save a life you know like the underground railroad or like something like that or getting somebody out of a concentration camp like if you lie right you're committing evil
1: yeah, I mean, I would even say that, like, lying to get somebody out of a concentration camp or the Underground Railroad was evil, so.
0: Well, so here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about in, that. In fact, he punished
1: he, Joshua for, like, saving Rahab the harlot in, you know, when they went n- to Jericho, n- right?
0: That n- that never happened. Uh, in fact, Rahab is in the, Rahab is in specifically in the bloodline of um, the man Christ Jesus. Rahab is actually toted as a person of faith in the book of Hebrews. So it's okay to lie um, when
1: God commands it. So, you see what I'm saying? Like, uh, you see how these rules are really but see, flexible? But see, here's the thing: it's based Rahab, on this guy with Rahab, the biggest,
0: the biggest gun. So, so uh, even if even if that is, but Rahab was a person who was not actually under the covenant when she did what she did, but when she was engrafted into the covenant because she was a Canaanite woman, she was brought in to and protected the people of Israel. So she was brought in. So even with that, it says the Bible in the in the New Testament says he winks at their ignorance. He he's literally like, hey, there's things that are in the Old Testament that. I let you do, but you really weren't supposed to do it because I was working something that was more perfect. And that more perfect okay. thing being the sacrifice of Christ Jesus.
1: I'm not talking about free will in yeah. this case. I'm talking about when God commands people to do something. Like when he commanded to go in and murder all the Amalekites, and, and even, including their infants and children. Oh, except the okay. young women who hadn't been married before. Uh, the virgin, okay, so, young women. so,
0: so with like the that's Amalekites.
1: A direct commandment from God.
0: Yeah. So with the Amalekites, the Amalekites themselves were people who were continuously, like, doing negative things to the Israelites. Every time the Amalek, every time the Israelites pop up, the Amalekites are doing like their things that they weren't supposed to do. The Amalekites were also a very, very loose society. If you look at it. The Amalekites were actually an offshoot of, of, of the tribe of of. of I'm, I'm going to grant
1: of, you they're the most wicked people that have ever existed. My question yes. goes to, let's say they're the worst people that have ever existed. If Adolf Hitler got up and said, we want to go kill the Amalekites because they're the worst people that have ever existed, and we're going to wipe all of them out, you would say that's right. an atrocious war crime against humanity. I would, including, children, I would. including the children. Including the children. You say that's an atrocious war crime against the children. So my question is, why does God get that right, but Adolf Hitler doesn't when you're talking about the same exact context? Because Adolf Hitler, once again,
0: like I said, if we're looking at a strict beginning and ending being born and dying concept, then you're right and God is evil. But if we're looking at eternity and we say there is a sovereign deity who created the universe outside of space and time, and has offered continuously since the beginning, a plan of escape from our wicked ways. Then now I am subjecting myself to that viewpoint. And I'm saying that what he did for whatever reason why he did it was supreme. And he also continuously, if you read the text throughout the Old Testament, he always offers a way of escape for every single nationality group, every single nation group in the Old Testament, there's always a way of escape, including God using some of the most more vile of people including like nebuchadnezzar or whomever to actually institute things that would be like he's saying hey listen i know you're evil but i'm going to make a way of escape for you and we see that mirrored once again in the new testament obviously with the death burial and the resurrection of jesus christ so if i say in my secular humanism that my birth and my death is the end all and be all then secular humanism is correct but If I study the text and I say that there is a Jesus and that Jesus is some sort of supreme being based off of like historical analyzation and so on and so forth. Now I have to deal with what am I going to do? Whose law am I going to subscribe to? Because obviously my law and humanity's law is going to have imperfections. If God does something that is unjust, right? If God does something that is unjust, I and following him as a supreme being and he is going to have to deal with himself about those things. But if I commit injustice, whether secular humanism is right, or whether God is real, I am guilty either in this world or in the next world of my injustice. And so because I'm guilty of my injustice, somebody has to pay the price. And the ultimate person who paid the ultimate price is Jesus Christ. And so we have this offer. In the New Testament of grace and we look at what God did and when you see what the grace of God in the New Testament, you look back and you see that even in like the most cruel of punishments, there was always a way of escape. There's always a measure of grace because that's what Yahweh God does. And so
1: now, we can I, talk about I would, that on another show. It's like, 7, yeah, yeah. I wanted to it's give you yeah, the yeah. option to wrap up. Uh, you can say anything. You yeah, want yeah, if you yeah, want to plug I, anything, yes. you, uh, it's your time. You, you, when you're done, we're going to wrap up the show, but it's all yours. All right. Respect. I really appreciate y'all for having me on. Uh, y'all did give me some things to, to
0: think about and uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I was, um, hopefully I was graceful in my approach. I appreciate you guys for being graceful and analytical with me um and my name is caleb elliott i have uh i do music uh for those of you listening uh who want to hear music from a, a christian worldview who believes in uh yahweh allowing the old people in the old testament to die um if you have the type of thing you can uh, listen to my music i also got a youtube channel as well um and i really appreciate y'all for having me on man this was a great
2: well, opportunity i was gonna say is it snake- in the link yeah, send, send send us the links. We'll post it. We'll link it in the description. Respect, I, I respect. link the video right. in
1: the description of the video oh. just for everyone's heads up. The link tree is in the description, uh, and uh, I will pin a comment to the YouTube section with that yeah. same link as well. But we, uh, thank we, you so much for coming on. Uh, and we were gonna play we're live. live.
2: Yeah, we were gonna play it live, but we didn't want to get a copyright strike like oh yeah. uh, if his music is copyrighted youtube is gonna i don't i don't i don't
0: know if i'm i don't know if i'm that uh i don't know if i'm that big time yet man so i don't think y'all gotta worry about <laughs> youtube that. hates uh, you, it though youtube though. no yeah youtube knows oh, so they don't pick it up right. on you
2: yeah so, you're you're I, on apple okay. music you're on spotify they pick it up <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: that's crazy yeah.
1: All, right. All, right. all right well thank you but, for coming on we appreciate, I appreciate it appreciate y'all man absolutely thank you so
0: much i, I enjoyed uh, this man it was great yeah absolutely thank you
2: What? we'll try to get you on again
0: sometime Absolutely. All right, respect. I'll catch y'all, man. Y'all be blessed. See Peace. You get right, brother.
1: You go, man. So just some really quick housekeeping uh, before we wrap up uh, is that next week we will be uh, not present because I am going on vacation. Uh, but after that, we are coming back with a couple of our uh, with new guests and all that fun stuff. So uh, we do... Uh, yeah i mean i think uh do you know who's the next guest there oh uh, yeah nico davis nico we, davis is gonna be uh, the week after thanksgiving uh yeah
2: you, y'all, y'all might remember him we had him on twice already first time we argued about transgenderism in sports and then the next time we argued about just transgenderism broadly like like generally speaking that that wasn't the guy that wasn't Morpheus that we had on like two weeks ago so right. different guy yeah so like but yeah, we're not going to talk about transgenderism again. It's going to be a different topic, but yes. Yeah, but yeah, we'll have
1: too strong. Uh, agreed. A uh, YouTube algorithm would undoubtedly copyright strike if we played his music. However, if you are interested in uh, music, want to check him out, want to support him. Uh, the link is in the description of the channel. It's on the Facebook page. We're also going to pin a comment with that there. Uh, really appreciate him coming on. Obviously, not going to continue any form of argument without him. Just wanted to kind of do some tightening up on our end, let you know that we won't be present next week because I'll be on vacation. But after that, we do have another one coming at you. Uh, was we did get a few more. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, just uh, a preview of uh, some of our uh, next debates. We're going to have Morpheus uh, back on. He, uh, we, we're going to – I forget the third part. It's going to have to do something about race, I think. I, I could be mistaken, but Morpheus, he'll, he'll, be, he'll be back on. Um, will have Nico Davis on. We're gonna have some people, some guests from another um, podcast that's on Relic Media called the the King's Lair. They they had a take on um, what was it called cultural appropriation that Facade and I both vehemently disagree with. So we're gonna have them on and we're gonna argue about what is cultural appropriation.
1: Yeah. Uh- Thank you to the commenters. I saw a uh, really good discussion going back and forth that didn't uh, nobody was like disrespectful. I saw some good questions going up back and forth. We try to read a bunch of them on screen as we can, but we're also just reading and kind of reacting to that. But you're more than welcome to interact with yourselves. Uh, Jesse, Aquino, M, uh, and then I think I saw Jay Gladden up there as well. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in, checking it out. Feel free to either join us on the show sometime or you're more than welcome to send topics our way if there's something you want us to discuss. Uh, Other than that, I think we're out of here. Yep. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll see you next week or well, two weeks. See you in two weeks. (laughs)